Well, I have been testing out, there are lash strips that are plant-based and made of hemp, biodegradable hemp. Why can't we do this with extensions? My tweezers, the cases come from somewhere else. Like if they're wool, they're local sustainable wool cases. Mm. So I send my cases to my manufacturer. They put the tweezers in. So it's like, just to not have that much more plastic sent to me. Don't put the tweezers in the plastic. Coming to you from the City Roses, this is broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Today, I'm excited to have someone come on who we met just before the pandemic. Where did we meet her? Well, we met her at a trade show, which is why trade shows are so important. You get to meet new people doing cool stuff, and you find commonality, and you find things that they're doing that you want to support, or maybe find a collaboration or a new connection. And we met Andra Toshian from Lunakai Lash way back in basically January of 2020 just weeks before everything shut down. And at that time when we met her, she had come out with this company called Luna Kai. It's been out for about five years now. And this is a company that's 100% eco-friendly or really conscious about you know sustainability. She does everything she can from cruelty-free products to eco-friendly products, biodegradable packaging, and so forth. And she's done some great stuff. And we were so excited because she had this uh, wand or, you know, spoolie that was made out of bamboo. And we were so excited because it was like, yes, that makes total sense. We can cut down on plastic and make stuff that is biodegradable. And she's on a real a journey to go out and change her industry and do more and more of this. And by the way, that's something that I've seen in our whole industry, a shift. There are more and more companies going that way. So it is a great trend. And But we do want to give a shout out to her because she started this five years ago before other people had gotten into it. So we're excited to have her come on the show and kind of talk a little about her whole journey about the eco, you know, being eco-friendly brands and how she goes about it. So we're going to get into that. But before we do that, as always, we have announcements. <sighs> announcements, yes, exciting stuff. But we have so much going on, guys. This week, if you're not going already signed up for our party, we have a party this weekend at IBS. Yes, we're going to be there on June 25th. But you can't get in if you don't have a ticket. So you have to buy a ticket, guys. Do not wait. Do not delay. Do not think about it. Go buy the ticket now because my gut says we may sell out before the Saturday weekend. Now, I have a feeling some people are thinking, oh, I'll just buy when I get there. Why, why would you wait and be one who can't get in, right? So you want to buy your ticket today. Go to the link in the show notes and you can do that. So here are the deets. It's going to be this Saturday night at 9 p.m. at the Sahara Hotel. Now, you can't get up in the penthouse suite. We have a suite, guys. We're in the penthouse. We're at the top of the hotel. You can't get up there unless you're on the guest list. So go buy the tickets in the show notes. And we have a DJ, drinks, food. There's going to be about, right now, we have, I think, 160 people plus coming. And we can fit about two to 50. So it's getting tight. So go buy them today. And we will see you there, Vegas. I mean, if you're going to IBS, you might as well come and hang out with us. And by the way, on Friday night, um, Michelle from... I might just went up sinful. <laughs> She's doing a party, which you need an RSVP to get the location for that. So you want to go sign up for that. Go to the Sinful Lashes. You can do that. And Borbla has a party along with Revelation. Um, they're going to be um, doing a party at 7 p.m. that same night just before ours. So, you, man, this is the party scene, guys. Come to IBS. Hang out with all your friends and see us at night. So it should be a lot of fun. All right. What else do we have going on? Well, Lashcon tickets, guys. I hate to tell you, but it's getting really tight. Less than 60 tickets left. So if you've been delaying, 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 this is it. You need to go buy your ticket today 797 you divide the four payments if you can't afford that all today so it's like a 200 and some dollars over four months super super budget friendly and you can join eight or eight thousand i wish it was eight thousand it'll be about a thousand of your friends there so you don't want to miss we have an amazing group of people and we're just so thankful to all the extra little things we have going on from lash booth collective to lash lab to salon owner breakfast these are all pre and bonus things that you need to buy tickets to so if you bought your ticket already and haven't got anything for saturday morning or friday day you're going to come early and hang out might as well buy those add-ons and join us for some really great classes and great extra training we also have testing styling and retention course is going to be out hopefully it's out by the time this is out uh, i'm really going to be working hard when i'm recording this august 6th 7th in indianapolis we're giving you a discount because we wait out last second for this one so if you want it tustin's class at a discount look for that august 27th through the 27th in vegas 
October 15th through 16th in Washington, just about an hour and a half outside of Seattle. And then Boston, November 19th, 20th, and then December. We'll be back here December 3rd and 4th here in Los Angeles. And there are payment plans with that too. So that should make it really easy for you to get on board. And we have our allergy webinar, and that should be out any day. I'll just leave it ambiguous so I don't have to stress about that one. Okay, well, that's all the announcements I have for you today. Let's sit down now with Andra from Lunakai and talk about sustainability and her journey in the lash industry. Hey guys, we are here in the Lashcast studios. As always, excited to be with you. Hey Tuss, welcome to the show. Hey babe. How are you? I'm really good. I'm well, so excited. I am too, because we have a, a friend of ours who we just met just pre-pandemic, and then uh, then the world shut down. We haven't seen her since. I don't think you should <laughs> say we just met, because in my brain, it feels like longer. Like, like five years. We were just recollecting here about when we actually so met. Yeah. And I actually thought it was like a year before that because you've made such an impact on me. I remember walking by your booth and seeing your products and I got so excited about it. Well, let's share who it is. Yeah, you're okay. talking, you're sharing like, hey, we're going on a conversation. No one even knows what we're talking about. So we have Andra from basically Luna Kai and she is actually a, a, a kindred spirit. Yeah, yeah someone that we connected a with. Soul a soul sister. soul sister. Someone we met back in Long Beach in 2020. So it hasn't been that long, but I feel like we've known you longer. So anyway, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> okay, well, let me describe it. It's a fabulous beauty show, vendors on every corner. Yes. And I looked at the product and I was like, <gasps> okay, so tired of a plastic um, wands, right? And her wands were made of bamboo and they were like a really cute pink color. And this is kind of before everybody started doing the colors. And then I looked at all the packaging and I know a lot of other brands are doing this now, but it was paper. And for years I had just seen plastic, but the biggest thing that just caught my heart was those bamboo sticks. You so I'm like, them. Oh my God, this is fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. We're Can so proud of those. Yeah. No. So, any Andrea, as we're excited to have you on the show to really kind of unpack a little bit about you and your company's mission, because I think you guys were definitely on trend in the sense that people are moving this direction now, thankfully, more and more with other brands. But when we first met you, we really, I don't think I've ever seen other brands with bamboo. Maybe there were, but it just wasn't people thinking like, hey, we need to find ways to cut down plastic, and you were doing that. So to get started, just so people get a little idea about who you are, well, who you are, and how you got in the industry. <laughs> yes, thank you. So I'm Andra Toshjin, and I've been an esthetician for about eight years. I did fall in love with lashes right away and just started actually doing that. I don't even really know much about skincare anymore. I totally forgot. <laughs> were you an esthetician <laughs> beforehand for a short time or were you just esthetician licensed to become a lash artist? Well, I didn't know, but I did. They did a little demo in class and I thought, you know, this is this I mean, it. such a big difference right away. Such instant gratification. And you cut the bug, so, you saw the value in it and you doubled down. And it's funny, my first class that I took for lashes outside of just school was um, this lady who made her own glue from like wood sap or something. Oh no. And we, <laughs> and we used real, real hair lashes. Oh wow. Yeah, real hair, human hair. Yes, yeah. yes. And the glue was from some tree bark. I don't even know. So I didn't really learn that much from that class about curls and diameters mm. and all that stuff. So, but it was a fun class and that's kind of a cool story, but yeah, just ever since then, that was it. And I didn't really go back to the skincare side. Did you go into working for someone or working for yourself? How, what was the next step after you, you got trained and all that? Lashes are so amazing. I actually just rented a room by myself and shared a salon with some very like-minded and positive people and and the referral program and just everybody wants lashes so I never had to work for someone else just started them. I have to agree lashes are amazing because it had the power when I first saw it just like you did it had the power to make every human being look more attractive and who doesn't right want that drug who does yeah. not want that right yeah yeah 
I'm not sure if I do yet. I'm still working. But maybe I'm, you're I'm not a fence. human being. I'm, I'm part animal. <laughs> I'll just provide the lashes. You can rip my lashes out and use mine. Put you know what? People. I have to say about the lady who's like using real human hair. There's always that legend. Yeah. In beauty school, one of the first classes that I that I ever took with lashes, the trainer was like, yes, there was a lady who was doing it out of her home. She was using hair. She was using natural glue. It's like this urban legend that's like continues to like grow. But I know she's real. <laughs> well, there is yeah. one. She's real. She lives amongst us. And is she here in Southern California, by the way? Is that someone you know if she's still around? She's in Vegas. Oh, Vegas. Okay. Yeah, she's in Vegas. She has her very natural salon. Oh, it's going to kill me if I can't remember her name. But most of her skincare is very natural and just everything's... uh... My favorite photo of all time that it's actually disgusting at the same time is someone took fly legs and put them on people's lashes. (laughs) And this was like 10 years ago when I first saw Instagram start. And there's, a, and I think I see everyone so circled around, but for, I mean, it's cruel. It's absolutely horrible that it would be ripping off bugs' legs and then gluing on someone's eyes. I don't know. Right? Maybe oh. they were dead already. Like, how yeah, are you going to catch dead. it? But it's just so disgusting. Why would you put some dead so body on your, oh my gosh. Because some look like spiders. Maybe. Yeah, spiders, spiders. Yeah, yeah. It was really, yeah, spiders. No, thank okay. you. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely no, thank you. So, okay, so you went and worked for a solo for yourself and start, went out the gate, and then eventually you decided that you wanted to become a brand. So what was that transition like? What was the impetus, I guess, for you to say, I don't want to just do lashes anymore. I want to start providing products and stuff. Yeah, and I still do lashes now. I love it so much and just that one-on-one connection, but... I am a avid like scuba diver. I'm from Northern coast or central coast of oh, California. Very cool. Wow. Um, so I like always... have stars in my eyes right now. I had no <laughs> idea. Oh my gosh. Oh. That's like one of the things oh, I'm yeah. told I want to do. Oh, oh my God. I love it. Okay. So you're a scuba diver. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I've been diving for years and years and it started when I was little, I would just boogie board and surf. And so I was raised by the ocean and, so my husband and I would go on vacation and we dive and oh, wow. every year we dive somewhere new. And I just started seeing the reefs just slowly. There's no more fish. There's mm. not a lot of fish that you're seeing. And when you go back to similar places and you see such a big difference and you start to realize, man, what's happening with our oceans? There's less fish, there's less coral. So just educating myself on what I could do to make a change in my home to create less waste, to Mm -hmm. use less plastic. I started doing that and then realizing in when I'm lashing, how many wands am I going through? How many plastic lash trays am I, do I have stuffed in a drawer somewhere? Just so, I don't know, one night just having some cocktails by the pool ding, 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 what can we replace these plastic things with in this industry just to, you know, that much of a difference? I don't know. Hopefully every, every little thing makes every a big drop difference. makes a difference. Yeah. 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 So I just came up with the bamboo was the first thing actually that I thought of. And it just went from there, just built from there. And my husband and I are, we work together. He's my I don't know. He's an idea guy, always has been an idea guy, but he never puts forth the effort to follow through with stuff. And then Mm. one day we'll see like, oh, look, they're wearing those shorts or they're, (laughs) you know, you brought back that style. So, (laughs) but I, I'm one of those ones who, if I have a great idea, I think like, you know, let's do it. I'm going to do it. You execute. Yeah. I mean, Tess is kind of like that. I would always say Tess is the idea person, but she, nothing will ever get done uh, because (laughs) there's this like, too many good ideas. And then my job is to pick the ones that we can actually do and accomplish. And then, yeah. I, and then I execute on them. And uh, yeah, because I, I just feel like for the longest time when Tess first started, she had all these amazing ideas and she was working by herself. I was working another job and she was going to, all. I mean, she could get busy as a lash artist. She knew how to do that. But outside yeah. that, nothing else was going to happen. So yeah, yeah, you always need, it sometimes good. takes two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you make a good team and he's, He's not here now. I'm in Washington. He's in Vegas right now, but mm-hmm. he's in my other half. He's behind the scenes. He's 
you know, coming up with ideas and the lash palette that we had that uh, all the profit went to Coral. That was his idea. Oh, wow. So super cool. He's a good guy. By the way, we're in Central California because we're, I mean, I grew up Bay Area, now live in LA. So we're in Central California. Did you grow up? I was born and raised pretty much in Lompoc. California. Mm-hmm. It's um, by Solvang Bilton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Santa Barbara. And yeah. then I moved to Ventura. And then I met my husband and he moved me to the desert. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so I make him take me to exotic places at least a couple times a year so I can feel the ocean, you know? Yeah. And we just bought a place in Squim, Washington. Oh. And I'm looking at the ocean right now. So I get to, I told him, eventually you have to bring me back to the ocean. But still with all that, the water is miserable on the West Coast. It's so <laughs> cool. Well, the waves are good. The waves are better. I mean, we were just in Miami and I can't believe like there glass. are no waves. It's literally just like oh, a, maybe no, an, no an inch. Yeah. No waves in Miami. Yeah. No waves. And then, but it's like a giant pool or, or actually bathtub. Bathtub. You just yeah. go in and you're like, Isn't oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's gorgeous. And I guess the best of both worlds is you get Hawaii where it's warm, not quite as warm as Miami, but it's still warm, but you at least you get waves. waves. So still get some waves. Yeah. yeah. Not so, like, yeah. like, not like Santa Cruz. We surfed for our first time ever, just like uh, last December. We were in oh, Florida. good job. Yeah. It was really fun. Where were you? In Hawaii. In Waikiki. We <laughs> Waikiki. Went to Waikiki you know? Yeah. Not, not on the North Shore. <laughs> we were definitely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I wouldn't go on the North Shore either. We no. stayed there in the North Shore a little bit, and I was like, no, that's too much for no. me. I would be dead. I would not be here today if <laughs> yeah. I went on the North Shore. I'd just be one with the coral. <laughs> it's like, wow, yeah. this Paul, nice, blended into the coral, helping re- revive it with his body. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, so you basically have this idea that, that you want to start helping, and even a small way, and that, I love that because – Often, I think we dismiss ideas because we think, oh, it's too small. It won't have impact. Or it's, it's over, the problem is so overwhelming. What does it matter, right? But, yes, but if it, we, uh, that is true. But if we all, right, if we all care just a little bit, right? Holy right. mackerel, what a massive wave that would be, using the metaphor here, um, to do something amazing <laughs> and have impact, right? Because everyone together is like, we're done with this. We no longer, we're going to not support um, this plastic kind of being used everywhere and we're just going to stop it. It's just one more place in the big um, economic system where we have chosen to do something different, even if it costs us a little bit more, right? Right, exactly. And usually, I mean, sadly, things like sustainability products or whatever do cost more. But with Lunica, I didn't want that to be the case. So I did try to price it, everything as, as closely as I could to the competition and just show just to show like we could all do it. We could all mm-hmm. make it. And, and lash artists, I mean, it's a very profitable business and there are those who just are dedicated to, and they understand the fact that there's so much waste and, and they don't mind spending the extra pennies, you know? And the truth is, I mean, I, I know brands may hate me, but I know the margins, the margins are really friendly. I mean, yeah. they're, they're not, they're, I mean, if, if we were on shark tank right now, I said, well, your margins, they'd all be jumping up and down going, right. holy mackerel. I mean, you're selling things for four times what you bought them for or five right. times more. I mean, cause that's the kind of margins they have where usually you're just happy if you get a 50% margin, right? You're like, well, it cost me five. We sell for 10. That's considered okay. at least decent margin. We're not even in that ballpark. We're much more. So I think brands can say, Hey, you know what guys, maybe we can um, exactly. cut our costs a little bit just so we could be more sustainable so that we can help, you know, do, if everyone does their job, this, we will help the planet. If everyone does yeah. their job, you know, and the problem is that a lot of us just aren't. <laughs> it's just like, I know. And it's so sad. I mean, and you know, there's other ways to give back to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, we do monthly cleanups in our communities. Like we, beach cleanups. Is that what you mean? Huh? Monthly, trash. Yeah. Trash. Oh, yeah. Okay, trash. Well, not, you know, not like taking a shower. Right, no. Yeah. <laughs> Once a month, I take a shower. What does that look like, Andrea? What does yeah. the monthly cleanup look like? Uh, well, we usually join in with a community organization in Nevada. There's one called Get Outdoors Nevada. Mm-hmm. Or there's Mount Charleston does a yearly cleanup. And we'll join with them occasionally for their little quarterly cleanups. But there's groups that you could go to. And they provide everything. Bags, trash, the little handles that pick up the trash. Mm-hmm. 
and we just go to a park or like we go to Lake Mead, we've gone to Lake Las Vegas, Mount Charleston, we've gone to some local community parks to pick up trash. And, uh, and then they weigh it at the end and you just kind of see that you made that difference of, you know. Oh, that's lovely. That's yeah. a great idea. So no, there's really already cool. organizations that you can plug into. You don't have to like reinvent the wheel by like buying all the stuff. What's that? So basically there's already, um, um, Yeah. 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 You don't have to organize it yourself. There's lots. I'm sure every community has them. Yeah. No, I think that's the thing. And a lot of people get overwhelmed because I think they do have to invent the wheel. And I think what's great is so much out there already working going on that you can join the movement versus feeling like you have to start from scratch. Right. Right. Now, now when it came, came to your products, was this something that you had to go to manufacturers and say, have this idea or did you find manufacturers that already had the same idea as you and, and then that you just went in and were able to find and buy the products that you could use? Oh, there's so many different, I have a lot of different manufacturers cause there are some that won't mm-hmm. change or do anything to fit what you want. So I did um, have to find a manufacturer to work with me mm-hmm. to be able to, Hey, don't ship me that thing in plastic. I want it packaged this way or that way, or I want it to be more sustainable in this way. And so it took a long time to find manufacturers that will work with you to change mm-hmm. things. So yeah, some of mine I was able to find in some, uh, most of them I've had to like kind get different. Yeah. And stand up and say like, no, don't send it to me like that or whatever. So, or test them out and tweak the product, the mm-hmm. bristles, the whatever. Yeah. So for you, the the start time from, you know, beginning to get product to where you launch maybe takes a little longer, it sounds like, because you have to do a little bit more vetting process. Yeah, it took a super long time. So I'm I'm in this like five years now, getting everything to where it is now. Like my tweezers, the cases come from somewhere else. Like mm. it, they're wool, they, they're local sustainable wool cases. Mm. So I send my cases to my manufacturer they put the tweezers in so it's like just to not have that much more plastic sent to me don't put the tweezers in the plastic yeah and then take them out and put them in another case so yeah you, like i save the environment meanwhile you just you just <laughs> use a bunch of plastic um, containers yeah. to ship them right it's right. kind of like right. you know when when uh, dignitaries use uh, the private jets uh, i mean even though they're going yeah. to a, a, an environmental symposium but yeah. the carbon footprint of them getting there is just so incredibly exactly. high it, yeah there's a little bit you're talking about like not having your product shipped in plastic. Do you think that that's something that, you know, individual lash artists can ask, you know, put pressure on their, on, on the companies that they're buying from, like, please don't send it in the end, those individual plastic wraps, those kinds of things. I mean, do you think that's something that would be helpful? I think the more, and I think you had a question of, of what lash artists can do to help the industry be more, sustainable is to write them and call them and request things like that. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think that there's just that much awareness of the the opportunities or the, the things that you could do to be more sustainable. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's, it sort of is an unknown and that's where I was stuck on how to market the unknown. Right. Like we, we don't know this is out here. We don't know Lunakai has bamboo or whatever, but the more and more people that know, the more these companies will make a change. Message your favorite lash company and say, hey, can you not send my trays in plastic, please? This is my order number, blah, blah, blah. I think it would be a great thing. I have a fantasy that um, I, I'm going to reveal a little bit about myself here. Uh, go out on a limb, be a oh, little no. bit vulnerable. Okay, but I have a feeling. Honestly, okay. <laughs> I have a, I, I have to worry. I have to, I have to. So, okay, just here You're it is. You're a hoarding I'm problem a, uh, here. Sometimes I'm a hoarder. Okay, sometimes I am a hoarder. Okay, so we buy the, the lashes, and I love the boxes that they come in, right? The, the cardboard the boxes, The big cardboard yeah. boxes. And they're so special. They're so nice looking. I can't throw them away. And I'm like, okay, so literally I cannot throw them away. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to do something with these. She's I'm going to recycle. Art. I'm going to make no, art. No, you're not going to recycle. You're going to make gonna, art is what I'm you gonna say. I'm going to do something. You know, I just wish that the companies <laughs> had a program that I could send them back and then they could send the new product 
at, at a slight discount or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I'd be willing to do that because to me, it feels like such a pain to throw this in the trash because of all the resources that went into making that box, you know, the yeah. glue. And it's like, it seems such a waste to throw it away. So I'm still holding on to all my boxes, literally. I have them well, stashed. That was actually I one of my ideas was to have that as an option. Can I reclaim things, bring it back yeah. in and reuse it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like and I, cleanser, like have a big milk carton of cleanser and have everybody come and your, your clients, you know, yeah. that would be sold to maybe the lash artists and your clients come in and you refill it with refill their cleanser bottle to you. They can reuse that. So those are all the ideas I have that that was one of them, but how do you like, how do I get as the company get that tray with nothing to protect those lashes? Cause they're just so delicate. So it's, it's a, something that's yeah. been in my mind. I wish there was something like that. Right? But that's so funny. See, you're like thinking about it. Oh, yeah. No. Tuss. We, 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 we peri- periodically have this fight. Like, he's like, throw this out. It's trash. I'm like, no, it's valuable. Yeah. Yeah, it's valuable. <laughs> One day they're going to come up with something. Now, for yeah. you with your products, where are you at, would you say, is transitioning? Are there some products right now that you just don't know how to get it to that place? Like, for instance, eyelashes are plastic. Um, I don't know if right. there's anything out there. Do you, are, is there anything, you know, in the pipeline where they're talking about trying to come with more biodegradable um, for things like lashes and such? Well, I have been testing out that there are lash strips that are made of, that are plant-based and made of hemp. Really? How do they yeah, wear? Bi- biodegradable do, hemp. Do they hold their shape? I just got some samples of them and... First of all, I don't know how to put strips on myself. Oh, so. Okay. <laughs> so I haven't really tested them out, but I thought, my gosh, why can't we do this with extensions? Single, yeah. you know. Were the hemp ones that. more expensive when you bought them? Were they higher price point or were they the same as regular strip lashes? Yeah, they were higher. They okay. were a higher price point. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's a smaller market, too. But you too. know what? Okay, I'm willing to pay it. Like, I buy right. a certain kind of... We don't eat that much meat, but the kind of meat that we want, we want it to be raised humanely. And we pay exactly. a premium for that, right? The eggs that we buy, we buy... I mean, yep. my mother, who's a bargain chopper, would just, like, roll over and just be like, no, that's just... An egg is an egg is an egg. But no, I care about how that chicken is treated. Yeah. I care yeah. about it, and you we, know? And the food we buy generally the is you know, so you know, i'm like willing to pay to, more for yeah. the things that make it are close to my heart exactly and you as the consumer you control it yeah yeah if you're not buying cheetos and you choose to you yeah know, like, <laughs> sorry cheetos our sponsor just left the building but <laughs> i know frito-lay yeah we're the boss as consumers we're yeah. the boss we control this market and that's what we have to remember all the time. And I think too often we take the easy way out and and, and I'll just use food as an analogy. I mean, most of my life I ate pretty poorly. I ate mostly junk food. I think I would say if you were to take the breadth of my diet, it was all bad. And I ended up getting prostate cancer um, as a result of it at a pretty young age. And so uh, it's not, thankfully it's not bad, but still that was the price I paid because I wasn't being very conscious about what I ate and taking care of myself. Now for the last like six years, Tess has got me on a much better diet and I eat much more healthy and I don't mind it now. I'm like, oh, this is the way it is. I, I've, I've learned to love a lot of foods I didn't think I'd like. And I'm like, man, I wish I was like this when I was 25, 26 and I would have been healthier my whole life. And Yeah, but you would have been like, I don't want to eat the food I don't want to eat. I know. Well, that's what I was at 25. <laughs> and I think if the same thing with sustainability is just like, guys, it, look, it, if we all just switched over and started demanding better products, sustainable products from all our, our, our companies, one, we'd see the cost go down. Like all of a sudden it's like, well, because there's money to be made. So yeah. people would switch over in a heartbeat and say, man, if the demand there is higher, they will do that. But unfortunately, people still want Fritos. People still want yeah. all this really bad food for them. So those companies continue to thrive while the health companies are doing better. I mean, shoot, and I was back in the 70s, the only health food um, place there was was this really bad place. But as soon as you walked in, it smelled like, I can't describe it. It was horrible. You just got 
feet. Yeah, yeah. Just in hippie bee uh, juice. Um, but it was Patchouli. just. Patchouli. Yeah. Patchouli oil. Yeah, it was a nasty place to be. And thankfully oh. now that's changed. But that, that has, It's become more and more part yeah. of their culture. But I think the same thing can happen when it comes to our products that we buy and what we demand from our manufacturers. So I think that's, that's, that's great. Are there any organizations in the beauty space that help the, encourage or regulate or show sustainability options for other beauty brands or anything like that? I don't think that there's a regulation. Yeah. Um, I looked into trying to get a green seal and it's just, I believe that it's money. Like they just, everybody wants money. Hey, what's a green seal? Say, yeah. What's, what is, is that something that says they're eco-friendly or something? Yeah. What does that mean? Does that mean a certain percentage of your product is, is produced yeah. at a certain level? And if you're at that level, you can earn that? Right, right. Okay. And then they show your carbon offset. So you talked about that earlier. Mm-hmm. What are you as a company doing to, to offset your emissions and your footprint? And those things are all involved with the green seal. Okay. And I looked into that when I first started. So now I, I might have a better idea of what they're looking for now being in this deep where I'm, where I'm at with the eco-friendly stuff, but yeah, I think everything is just money and I don't think there's any regulation. I think Mm. if I paid for it, I could probably could have got it. Is it just the money? You just pay the money and there's nothing like proof you have to like show your, I don't know, your product lines and percentages of what's recyclable or what isn't. Yeah, there's, there's an application and but it's it's it was pretty easy to get. I okay. think. I know it's a symbol, and people, you know, it's a quick symbol, and people think, oh, okay, there's the green seal. But it's like as people become more aware, like you know, we watch these documentaries about the ocean and about this net safe, and then realizing when these things are exposed that just because it has a symbol doesn't mean that dolphins aren't killed, and you know, there's, yeah. there's right. no plastic. And so what was that documentary we saw that was, I can't remember which yeah, one, but it, it scarred pretty, me. Uh, and it's, it's like now it's, it's like yeah. Like I just don't even buy tuna because I can't trust it. Because they know? can just they can just buy the seal. They just it buy like, the and seal slap and put it. it on there. That's what I'm saying. That's so what I, I mean is I don't think and there's so many different ones. Like yeah. you just oh pick one. I have this seal. Yeah. So it's not always true. Exactly. You know? yeah, We've been burned. Sure. You know, as consumers, people are trying to just use it as a marketing ploy versus being truly sustainable. Right. right? They're exactly. just like, well, I'll just. Buy that seal, throw it on, because that was a big one. Was the tuna one? Was like shocked to find out these tuna companies that are tuna safe are not tuna safe, right. or dolphin safe. Yeah, yeah, they're not tuna safe. They're not really well. They may not be actually trapping oh, tuna. Gosh, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no tuna being served to you right now. It's whatever they can find and throw it in the mixer and whatever. But um, it, it, yeah, it was a little um, disconcerting, and it sounds like. Um, there's, I mean, again, this is one of those things where you you, you have to do your best as a, a consumer, right? You, there's no, yeah. there's no rules, right. there's no government regulations, like you said on this. So it's it's going to be you do your best, and you get to know the owners, or hopefully in this podcast, people get to know you, right? And yeah, hear exactly. your hear your heart, and that this isn't this isn't a marketing ploy for you. This is actually no. something that you really believe in. No, it is very much. I mean, I I try to teach my kids, you know, about being conscious and, and food that they put in their bodies and to shop smart, to just, it's okay to shop. It's okay to buy new things, but do it consciously. Mm-hmm. Of where is this coming from and where is it going to go when you're done with it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. no, it's definitely a, a different way of buying, but I do, I do believe the younger generation, anyone under 30 or so, I feel like is much more thinking this way then unfortunately my generation are <laughs> like, we yeah. don't care. Let, yeah. let the sea die. <laughs> right. I won't be around anyways when it's over. So it's okay. Yeah. You know, it's very selfish and very unthoughtful process. And, but I guess for a lot of people, or I think fatalistic where I think some people don't think they can really have an impact and they just think, man, well, what difference does it make? It's all going to end anyway. Right. Yeah. It's over. It gets overwhelming. And I had periods of my overwhelmingness for sure. Definitely just trying to reach an audience and not getting there. And it's like, oh my gosh, am I just doing this and for nothing? But you never give up. And I think that's for everybody. It's hard, but stand up for what you believe and never give up. Mm-hmm. Can we talk a little bit about trying to find that audience and keep banging that drum and not get anywhere with it? Can you talk about that challenging part? Yeah, I still have not, I don't think, reached. And I'm not sure what it takes to get a bigger audience. And and I know social media, I, I'm a full-time mom to two teenagers and wife. And, 
and taking care of my in-laws and taking the lashing and having Lunakai, like it is hard. And social media is definitely a full-time job and brutal, right? It is just all the time. And even when I'm home, I'm not home. So that's been my struggle so far as starting this business is how to find time and and how to get that time to engage and get those algorithms and it's not me. I don't know. I'm just the idea guy, right? Yeah, because I really do think (laughs) that finding an audience obviously is difficult and standing out in your market is difficult, but you do have a unique selling proposition. You are doing something different than most other brands. I think brands are moving that direction, but this has been since your founding, right? This is what you always are about. And I think somehow learn the message that and show people that they can feel good about their purchases with you because you're a company that cares about the environment and a company that cares about sustainability. And while maybe our costs are not as maybe it sounds, I don't, I've not compared your costs, but made it a little bit higher you're doing at least your little part in the world by supporting a brand like you and hopefully more brands follow this. I I think they are. So it will eventually be part of the norm, but I think for you being one of the earlier brands really standing out is important. Hopefully that people will try you out because of that. And hopefully this is a little ad for you. I mean, it wasn't the plan, but I just, I thought it'd be (laughs) great to have someone in our industry who's really looking at it. I know in their company, SoCo Lashes, They've been big on sustainability. And um, yeah, yeah, I just hope it becomes a more of a trend than that. Everyone who's listening, if you have a favorite brand, like you said earlier, at least go back to them and say, hey, guys, I really want you to start practicing or making different types of products that I don't have to worry about finding in the microplastics as we now are hearing about this horrible and how they break down and break down and how they are in right. everything, your fish, your food. Yeah, and it's the long term. It's not a good yeah. thing. Being part plastic, it's not a bonus. <laughs> well, because the body sees it as like a almost like an estrogen, and it it does it does other things. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but it does see it as another chemical, and it 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 wreaks havoc on the human yeah, body. Yeah, very much. I have more toxins in my body. My doctor did this lab work test on me, and I have more toxins in my body than my husband, who's a fireman, hmm. from you- the adhesive and stuff like that. And wow, okay, yeah. interesting. When he says more toxins, do you think it's from the vapors and from working with plastics or other things in your life, like other jobs because you've done or just... Or just consuming or... I'm a super clean eater. He says it's from probably my work environment, Mm -hmm. whether it be the glue that we have, you know, nails in our salon. So I I don't know. Mm -hmm. I do wear an N95, but how long didn't I wear an N95 for? Yeah. And when you did the toxicology report, what is that? Look, they test your blood. What what do they look? Yeah, what do they it was look a for? blood, a okay. blood test. Yeah, and I think it's just environmental toxins. Mm-hmm. Because him being a fireman, they do a lot of blood tests on them for environmental stuff. Interesting. When you people meet you and come up to your booth and all that, are people drawn to it? Like they see and they hear, can tell the the kind of vision of what you're looking for. Is this, or has it been a a little bit of a struggle trying to get people like, okay, let me explain what we're doing. We're not just a Hawaiian looking cool, fun beach brand. There's something behind it. Right. I think people are drawn to the ocean. I think it's definitely a mindfulness that is just peace and tranquility sort of. So people are just drawn to the ocean naturally. And then, you know, my booth being very ocean vibes, they do stop. Mm-hmm. And then the curiosity of what is this lashes? And then you'll get the, the lashes are super not sustainable. You're, you're a joke or whatever, but oh, really, <laughs> are you serious? Are people yeah. not rude? Not many, but there is that. Yeah. And then, you yeah. know, it takes 10 positive things to erase one negative. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm like, Oh my God, they hated me. They yeah. <laughs> uh. But um, no, and I we do get a lot of great positive vibes and feedback from those conventions in the booth. It's fun. And that has been one of my biggest things is this year at IBS will be my second year, but only my third convention, obviously, right before COVID. So I'm looking forward to this one. We have the new logo, which hopefully people don't forget who I was or where <laughs> I started. Yeah. So... That was a challenge to do that. But yeah, hopefully people will still recognize me. 
I just want to give a little description of what your logo is to our listeners. Oh, it, yeah. So I did have the Luna Kai, actually. Luna means moon and Kai means a sea. Okay. And without those two, you know, we wouldn't be here. Yeah. So my first logo was a moon with a mermaid sort of sitting there. Mermaid. So cute. Right? Yes. And I was told by so-called professionals that it was too much. It's, it's, it needs to be simple. Simple. Yeah. Uh, Right. So we changed it and I'm in love with it. I'm obsessed with the new logo. It's sort of like an outline of a woman and the, her hair goes into like a mermaid tail and she has a little leaf in her hair. So representing the eco-friendly side. Oh, cool. So it's super cute, uh, simple, and it just means a lot. You know, I think is it drives the meaning behind the company. No, that's great. Because we are simple, right? No, and simple is good. People yeah. always simple is the better. Clean, clean yeah, uh, Apple clean. computers to find that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Nike. That's what, oh, yeah. I got the whole spiel on the marketing thing. Yeah. No, it's not easy. And I know that we fall in love with our work. Right. And once we do, it's hard to let go of it. But yeah, the simpler and the cleaner, always the better when it comes to branding your company. Otherwise, yeah. it's easy. You know, you can get these complicated. And I see sometimes these eyes, lashes, and it's like there's so much right. going on. I'm like, guys, <laughs> you just got to pick one thing and make yeah. that your, your logo or come with like Nike, a swish. I mean, just like a check yeah. mark and that's it. I mean, what does that got anything to do with shoes? Nothing. Yeah, right. But exactly. we now associate with shoes. Also, Starbucks has changed their logo like a thousand times. So it's it's okay to change your logo. But too, I liked the mermaid. I thought it was cute. I mean, I just, you know, I can't <laughs> I wait to see the new one. I, I'm sure if you're in love with it, it's got to be better. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know. And at first I was like, why do I need to change it? Now I'm like, I don't even want to see the old logo. No, it is. <laughs> it's OG. It's OG now. It is OG. You're retiring it. <laughs> so for you, looking as you've now been doing this brand for, I said you said five years. So you've been doing lashing for eight and then took a few years and then you did your brand like about five years ago. Right. What have been your biggest obstacles I, I mean it kind of sounded like you said social media might have been one of them but you know maybe something outside of that that's been for you has been growing your brand what's been um, difficult for you to work with and and get this your brand to continue to move forward I'm not good at talking about myself a lot too you know I think mm-hmm. that you have to be able to talk about yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and I don't like doing that um, on social media. But I will say this, by the way, you may not like talking about yourself, but you do. I bet you do like talking about your cause. I do love talking about my cause. But yeah, so I will that's, talk that, all day. Good. Then that's what you talk about. That's you. You talk about yeah. um, going scuba diving and seeing a physical change in the reef. Most of us don't get that firsthand no. experience. But for you to actually have noticed over time, that means yeah. something. And it's it's you know, for most of us, we have to just take the, you know, take the, take everyone's word for it, but you have right. a firsthand account. And I think that's really huge. Cause for instance, Tuss and I, I wouldn't even say we'd like to talk about ourselves, but we do share our journey of what we're going through. And that's what people have related and heard like our struggles with a salon or our struggles or dealing with employees or just all the stuff that we've dealt with or trying to grow a brand we'll share that stuff with people. And I think people identify with that and learn and grow. So I'm not, I'm talking about myself, but at the same time, I'm talking about the things I'm most passionate about, which is business and her talking about lashes. We just did an episode last week where she talked about lash damage is something that she loves talking about because people wait, we believe may way too much noise and and worry way too much about damage when it's not in our eyes, a long-term, it's not a real issue in our industry. There are bigger issues than that. Actually sustainability would be one of them. We talk about stuff, but we talk about stuff that we, we really care about, but it also has, I think, impact on other people's lives when people see that. So I think for you, while you may not like to talk about yourself, I think you do have a message and you do something that you really do care about. Yeah, it's easy to talk about stuff you're passionate about, right? Yeah, exactly. So anyhow, aside from that, any other things that you felt like this has been like any business? There's always things that come up that get in your way, that obstruct your way. That's why it's called work. (laughs) Right? Oh, gosh. But what a fun journey. I mean, I've met so many amazing people in this industry. It's so fantastic to have good people around you and having a good support system around you is going to help you with any challenge. 
And I do like to talk and I talk about my problems with everybody who wants to hear it. So, (laughs) and getting other people's feedback and stuff. It's just, it's been good. It's been hard. I think the hardest part is probably my family and not seeing my kids all the time. I'm like, what grade are you in? Okay. Yeah. Did I miss your graduation? No, we haven't been there yet. No. Yeah. (laughs) You're married. What happened? I know. Where was I? My God. Um, That's probably the hardest thing, I Mm -hmm. think, is just being sort of trying to multitask in so many important big parts of your life and trying to have a marriage successful. And he has a job too. I tend to forget that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if I can offer any encouragement, we're in seasons in our lives and some seasons demand more than others. There might be a time that, you know, it's been true of our marriage that it's been rocky and it's been needed more, more attention. The kids at certain stages, they need more of us. And just to remember that just because you're taking a little bit of focus off one thing doesn't mean that you're closing it up. It means you're changing and you're shifting and you're being wise with your resources because we don't have, you know, despite what the world says, you know, you could do it all. No, sometimes we have to prioritize and we have to make sacrifices. So first of all, you're a wife. You're you're the only one that your kids call mom. And to honor them when they need you the most is the most important and most mature thing that you can do. And it's not a sign of weakness to take your foot off the gas for the business part because it's always right. going to be there. You know, work is always going to be there. So I hope that encourages you a little bit that invest in what's most important. Yes. Yes. Thank you. No, they're good kids too. And they love, I love seeing them grow and learn from, from just even like, Hey, you know, you could do anything. Look, I started my business and your dad's so supportive, find a partner like that, you know? So it's, Mm -hmm. it's all a learning thing for them too. And I just have to, but they have things in their lives that I have to make sure that I'm Therefore, absolutely. You don't want to miss those those important. Don't get don't get twice. No, definitely. Do you have anything in the works that you hope to? That's a new product idea or sustainable product that would help change the industry. Is there anything in the pipeline for you guys right now? Um, I'm hoping that it arrives in time. But we do have finally, after a super long time of working on it, getting a remover. I don't have that in my product line, but Mm. it is in a um, sustainable container, glass, bamboo, um, really good remover. So that's going to be hopefully shown at the IBS. Oh, cool. uh, Oh, fantastic. So we can buy it then. And then my new La Luna adhesive will be there for you guys at the Lash Social. Oh, great. Yes, that's right. In fact, we have it. The box, I can look over there. There's your box. Good, (laughs) good, good, good. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I forgot. We should say she's one of our sponsors to us. I don't know if you knew that for our last social. So very excited. Fantastic. So if you want to come to that party, you can try her new product. Yes. Well, first 100 people. First. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you 102, sorry. Yeah, sorry. 101, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. We got about 150 people coming right now. So we'll it'll be the, the first rush to get there at nine o'clock and, and we'll see how it goes from there. But I think this comes out the week of the event. So we'll see how it goes. Um, so cool. And then you have your booth. So definitely if you're listening to this before the show, definitely come by and see her at her booth. And, um, do you want to tell people, yeah, tell them what your booth number is, where they, where they can find you on the floor. Oh, yes. I'll be in the IBS section, uh, booth two, two, four, three, uh, Luna Kai Lash. And I will be at the Lash social. Yep. Say that five times fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Social. Last cast, last social. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, I might be able to do that. No, no, I can't either. <laughs> I mess it up all the time. And then I will be at your conference. Yes. Woohoo! Yeah. November, yeah. Last con. I can say that. For some reason, last con rolls a lot easier. Last con, yeah, yes. very much. Yes. I'm excited my first year there, so I look forward to that. Yeah, no, I think we were hoping to have you last year, but it didn't quite work out. Well, so. last year was kind of a... Yeah. You know, we we're just, everyone's just doing the best. Everything can, was right? up in the air you last know? year. There was yeah. so much yeah. unknowns. So this year though, we have only, we have less than 60 tickets now. And so we have like between everyone, between the, the ticket holders, sponsors, speakers, staff, volunteers, it's like a thousand people. It's going to be a nut house. It's going to yeah. be, be so insane. exciting. Yeah. So no, 
We're so excited to have you as a sponsor and be part of our Lash family. And hopefully everyone who's listening right now will definitely go out and at least give you a try and check you out because I think you are one of the good guys trying to do good things for our industry to try to push the boundaries towards being more sustainable. And do and, great things for our planet. Yes, which is great. And uh, where can people find you? Where, where should they go? Find me on Instagram, Lunakai Lash. On Facebook, I'm on Facebook, Lunakai Lash. Let's see. My phone number, my address. No. <laughs> How about the world, World Wide Web's? Where are you on the internet? I'm uh, guessing the same the thing. Lunakailash.com. And also, 1% of all my profit goes to uh, coral restoration with Coral Gardeners, We the Reef business program. So super excited to partner up with them. I've been Aww. adopting coral for years with them. And um, now they just get a, a good chunk of of profit from me whenever you guys purchase. That's awesome. No, that's really cool to see. And I think that's another reason to buy. I mean, really buying companies that do things that you make you proud as a, as a consumer Consumer. say, I'm buying from a company that's actually trying to help because it is true that I I keep reading about it. Like we were down in Australia and we've heard about the coral, the great coral reef is dying and that, that once that's gone, that's, this is going to be horrible impact. And, uh, I've heard nightmare scenarios that, you know, we, even fishing wise, we got maybe 20, 30 more years left and then it's going to become a, a nightmare, which means there are full island communities and coastland communities who only live off the ocean. And if you were to take that all away from them, their whole food chain is disrupted. So it's pretty dire right now, but, you know, it's God willing. To educate ourselves and make changes where we can and yeah. we can all make a small change somewhere. Exactly. So hopefully we can do that and we'll encourage people. So Andra, thank you so much for coming on and just sharing a little bit about your story and your passion. Hopefully a few others are maybe a little bit more excited about that and are going to at least investigate it and see what they can do to help improve um, and create more sustainability in our industry. It would, it would be wonderful to cut five, 10 years from now and see everyone's almost hopefully even lashes. Hopefully lashes will be all, we'll just smoke them when we're done. No. Yeah. Right. <laughs> It's like, all right, I'm done with my lashes. All right, roll them in a doobie and I'm... I'm no, we, we plant them <laughs> in the plant and they grow plants or something. Uh, oh, okay. I'd rather just smoke them, but... <laughs> okay. You're such a weirdo. Yep. You're so straight and narrow. I can't believe I know, I'm, no, I would, I don't do that. I no. Hate, I, I, I don't <laughs> like pot, but that said, uh, it just sounds funny. <laughs> oh, Andrea, thank you for joining us today. It's been wonderful. Yeah, thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. It's been fun. That's all, guys. We are done. We are out of here. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at LashCast and at the Lash Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. On behalf of my Lash Gummy Bear Tusney, as well as our special guest, Andra, I want to thank you for taking some time for listening. Keep on lashing. And remember, you have a friend in the lash industry. 